This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at infinitepotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. <laughs> I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. How's it going? Hello. Two weeks in a row. We did two. We're back to back two weeks in a row. I feel like we're yeah. back at the beginning, just like doing this thing. Had an interesting thing happen. We're going to start off strong this week. Uh, oh, really? Got okay. a lot of positive feedback about the shower neuroses. So we're just gonna <laughs> let, we're just going to let that steam roll into some other things that we can talk about. I experienced a thing this week that I have never experienced before. Oh, wow. Something you've never experienced in your 39 years. Correct. So on I was this in, planet. So the story takes place. Let me set the scene. All right. Black. Fade from black. Mm-hmm. I'm in the shower. Shocking. The third one of the day. So okay. the nighttime one. I'm in the shower and I'm cleaning all of my body parts in the normal order in which I clean body parts, right? Because we've yet to talk about shower efficiency. So mm-hmm. I do take showers, but I don't take super long showers, all right? I'm right. just taking a shower. I don't like, like hanging out in the shower. Uh, though to be fair, I have started angling my iPad in the shower and watching TV while in the shower. Glorious, highly recommended. Glass, glass doors, it's amazing. So I'm in the shower, shower efficiency. Start out, shampoo the hair. Boom, uh-huh. right up top, right? Because right. it cascades down. You want your cleanliness to cascade downward. You don't want to clean part of your lower body and then ha- clean your upper body and the dirt drop down. So hair starts first, rinse that out, right? Conditioner in, maximum conditioner time in the hair, right? Mm-hmm. Then from there, I go with soap all over the body, right? I take my face wash, which is like a, like a minty type of scrubby type of thing. Okay. I wash okay. my face. And then I take a little excess of that, of that minty scrubby stuff and I go, I go, I just do a little bit on the back door, right? I really like to, I really like to, I really like to clean up that, that, that lower, that lower buttocks area. I really like to get in there because like, again, I like a clean body. Sure. And, uh, I noticed something this time. And that was, that there was something protruding from that space. Oi. And I am happy to report that I have now experienced my first hemorrhoid. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. Now, Julie told me that 75% of people in the world experience hemorrhoids. And this is once again another scenario where people feel like my knowledge that a large number of other people suffer in the same way that I do makes it somehow less bad for me, which it doesn't. Misery loves company. I don't. I, I like. I'm. I'm. I'm good with misery of water, misery of a hundred. I don't need to drag anybody else into my misery. So I. 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 I did what I would do any time I felt something protruding out of my body that I felt belonged inside of my body, which was I. I pushed it back in. Uh huh. Sure. Right. That's step one. Right. Uh, mint stuff on it, also not a good idea. That, that tingly Ooh. sensation very much confirmed the theorem of what I was dealing with. <laughs> hey, when I bite into a York peppermint patty. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I, I, I get out of the shower and I'm like, shit, now what am I supposed to do? So next day I go to the Rite Aid, I go to the convenience store and I pick up, I was told to pick up uh, Preparation H, which I knew sure. the internets and Austin Powers, right? Both confirmed that. And I was also told to get Tux Wipes. It's a combo package. Tux Wipes are a, um, whatchamacallit, a, uh, oh God, I forget the name of the chemical. It's like a Neo something. It's like, um, mm. yeah, what is what is the chemical that like numbs things? It's some kind of astringent. And I guess emphasis on the ass and astringent. <laughs> lidocaine. It's lidocaine. Oh, okay. Lidocaine. All right. So apparently I wasn't fully aware of why I needed these lidocaine like wipes in order to get up there. But this is what I was told. This is what I do. So I get home and I begin the process of applying the medication. I take the pad, I do a little wipe and I just tuck it up there and leave it. Can't see a fault and like leave it there for a couple of minutes just to soak in, right? Sure. Remove it, feeling okay. And so I take the preparation H2 and it has a little nozzle attachment. You got to break the aluminum foil, very, very safe. Uh -huh. Put the nozzle part on, a little nozzle that sticks up, you know, very familiar with this. I've used crazy glue, Gorilla Glue. I know a long nozzle when I see one, right? And then, and I don't know why I thought to do this, but I just thought, I just decided to test to see exactly where the H, the preparation H would be coming out of the tube so I could <laughs> over angle. And I experienced a reaction to something I've never, ever experienced before. My jaw like hit the ground because as I squeezed the bottle, the uh, the 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 lotion, the 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 contents did not come out the tip of the nozzle. Okay, it came out in four squirts out the side of the nozzle. And as Julie laid in bed next to me, it dawned on me. I was like, the only logical reason for this to come out of the side of the nozzle and not the tip of the nozzle is if the nozzle is supposed to be inside of me. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess I've been putting on preparation H. <laughs> so now the cruel reality of what I have to deal with is Julie offers to do it for me. I say, absolutely not. Then she starts looking at me and like a shamed, shamed boy. I'm like, look away from me. I don't need it. I don't need an observation of this. Uh, and then I, 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 I did it. And I am very thankful that mine was not that big. Mm -hmm. And very close to the surface, extremely close to the I'm happy I didn't need to go spelunking too far deep in there to, to, to get the medicine where it needed to go. And yeah. Now, the, the, please ask your question, then I will give you the follow-up for this. Well, had, had, so it, it, everything has subsided. You're, you're back to... Yeah, to no. it took about two days. Optimal performance. Yeah, it took about two days. I'm feeling good. Everything feels good. One thing, once we kind of got into the swing of it, I really wanted to know the cause of this, the catalyst for this to occur, because sure. I never want it to happen again. Because this is, it's not my first adult thing, because people get hemorrhoids all the time, but it is my first physical ailment that I've had to deal with that has been a butt thing. And that is, that is, that is uncharted territory for my, for my uh, you know, home health assessment. I've, I've never uh -huh. had to really deal with a butt thing before. Don't like them. Don't like don't like the feeling of it. Don't like the logistics of it. Can't see back there. And sure. I really don't want a scenario where I have to ask somebody else to look. Both of those things seem terrible to me. So Julie informed me that 
One of the causes of hemorrhoids can be prolonged, extended, and sitting on the toilet for too long. Huh. Hmm. Do you do you sit on the toilet for an extended period of time? Do you remember when I told you I take like an average of two to three showers a day and up to a maximum of seven? Uh, I don't know how I could ever forget that. I would say on average, I spend anywhere, on average, anywhere between 25 and 35 minutes on the toilet and could easily go up to an hour and 15. In a sitting? I have a ledge that I rest my iPad on. (laughs) I can crack out at least a couple of episodes of a TV show in there. That's a very interesting choice of words to break out. Dude. I said it before. I find it comfortable. Look, I'm all like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the lower half of a male's body. And like, rarely am I given the opportunity to just everything like dangle fast and loose, like unrestricted by the pants or the seat that I'm sitting underneath. Sometimes I don't even need to go, but I'm like, you know what? I just kind of want to chill out in there for a second. I'll hang it out in there for a couple you of just, days. You hang on, hang on. <laughs> you just go and sit on the toilet if you don't have to go? Usually something will happen if I'm there for a minute. Okay, listen, I, I just going back to last episode, when you said yeah. that your shower obsession mm-hmm. was uh, was spurred by, by a, a, a young lady who said that women <laughs> don't like guys who stink. I've got to know what the fuck started this because this is this is not it's not normal. I, I think that I can I think I can nail it for you because and I will not out him terribly, but I will say that prolonged time on the toilet is a commonality amongst the stern boys. Maybe not the stern who I'm looking at right now, <laughs> but other stern boys. And I think fundamentally, within a household, whether you are living with your family, parents, mother, or if you're living with significant others, roommates, et cetera, mm-hmm. the toilet is the only place where people leave you the fuck alone. <laughs> I mean, sure, but- No, no. I grew up in a family of six, okay? There were four of us at all times. We lived in the house that we lived in. The laundry room was located right next to me and my brother's room. And our mom talked to us constantly. It was just like, Jared, Jared, Jared. And sometimes if I just need a minute to myself and to not be bothered, bathroom's where I ended up. And once you go into the bathroom, you're like, well, now I'm just standing in a bathroom. And you're like, I might as well sit down. And you're like, well, if I'm going to sit down in the bathroom, I might as well accomplish a task as well. And then as I grew up, I evolved from reading the back of like shampoo bottles and and, and body wash bottles to comic books. And then there was a dark period of time where I was actually reading real books, which was awful. But then technology caught up with me. And now I can watch TV or even play a game on my iPad in the bathroom. It's glorious. Until part of my body started popping out of me because I'm spending too much time in there. And now I have seen the ramifications of my actions. Well, I, I think that's just a signal that that you're done. I was told, here's the thing. Julie told me, do you know what the do you know what the maximum amount of time you were supposed to spend on the toilet is? Five minutes. Two minutes. Two. Okay. And apparently yeah. you're not supposed to go in there until like you just are about to have to go. Like, I'm supposed to sit there, like, waiting, being like, hmm, am I in the two-minute window yet? 
And then I'm supposed to go in there and just do it and leave. I think I've calculated that between showers and toilets, 75% of my life is spent in the bathroom easily, conservatively. Wow. And while we're already on the subject, sometimes when I go in there, I'm not ready. I'm not within the two minute window. And that's when I'll sometimes bring a cup of coffee in there with me just to help edge <laughs> the law, get things going. If I could get cold brew nitro on tap in my bathroom next to my toilet, I would never leave. I would you never leave. Eat, you don't eat in the bathroom. Do no, you? no, 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 no. But, but, but for some reason, drinking coffee is okay. I might snack on my way there. Like I'll finish off like a protein bar or something on my way. But once I'm in there, you know, there's no, yeah, too much cross-contamination there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> to me, I think one thing would logically feed the other. Because if you spend so much time in the bathroom. Right. And there are, there have been studies that say, uh, you know, if you, when you flush the toilet, if you don't close the lid, the stuff the shit literally yep. aerosolizes yep. and and goes everywhere, uh, which is why you're not supposed. To, which is why you always close the lid and uh, and put your phone away before you <laughs> before you flush the toilet. I've seen these studies, which is why I might be a psychopath who spends an hour in the bathroom, but I always wipe, close the lid, and courtesy flush before going back to more. Before, before <laughs> I can't going believe back to more. It's been 35 episodes to get to this point. Of, and I feel like I've done a really good job of taking this very disgusting subject matter and using words that does not frame it in such a grotesque sort of way. But no, this is 100% true. And so I also use a squatty potty, which I highly recommend. So my legs are already in the prone position for it for optimal hemorrhoid droppage. I, I think that it's also my, uh, my going to the gym because my gym has us do a lot of burpees and I do like a bunch of squats up and down. And I attempted to pitch this to Julie and she was like, or it could be the thing that the internet says causes it, which is if you use the toilet for too long. So now I don't know what to do. Cause now like, so I'm doing this two minute thing and it's been like two or three days. And now I just, I don't know what to do with my time. Like I have so much extra time now. I don't know what to do with it. You could almost fit it in another shower. <laughs> dare, dare you try to get up to eight? I could. You remember the uh, episode of Seinfeld where uh, George Costanza stops uh, stops masturbating and becomes a genius and like starts doing all this amazing stuff. Is this the the master of your domain? I think it's that. I think it's that episode where he becomes like a low key genius. Like he just like has all this free time now as opposed to doing that, and he has all these things. I almost feel like that. Like, I'm going to start okay. a hobby. I'm going to start construction. I'm going to start, you know, editing video versions of this podcast. The, the time is my limit. I have, I have infinite time now. The world is your oyster. For those of you listening to this, you really, if you're like me, get off the toilet, man. Get off the toilet and start your life. <laughs> it just kind of goes to prove the kind of, the kind of yin and yang that, that I guess we are. You and, and I are? Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, and, 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 and how we complement each other. Uh, so you, you uh, suffer from spending too much time on the toilet. Right. Uh, one thing that I currently have trouble with is mindfully eating food. Okay. What does that mean? It means actually taking the time to enjoy the food that's in front of me. And rather than jamming it down my neck like i'm in a goddamn competition show i get that 
because that is and uh it's the same with andrea like we had and, like if if it says uh if there's like a time limit at, at a uh at a restaurant it's like oh we, we you, there's only a two-hour time limit no problem we'll right. be out of your hair <laughs> depending on how good the service is we'll be out of your hair in 30 minutes yeah uh, us staying long is on you not on us trust me yeah. we're, we're pros at this like we so when when we took our honeymoon we took a Mediterranean cruise and we picked up uh, the, the boat in, in Barcelona, Barcelona, Barcelona. And, you know, when you're in, when you're in that part of the world, people eat leisurely. Yes. Yeah. That is a thing. People in that part of the world eat very leisurely. They take, they have like three hour dinners for, yes. so we sat down for our first meal at a, at an outdoor uh, cafe in Barcelona, Barcelona, and and we we're like, we got to start a timer because we have to, we have to make sure that we spend at least an hour at this place. And we were done in forty five minutes. Like, it sucks. Like, I don't understand. Like, I enjoy food. I enjoy eating. If you can see a full body shot of me, uh, that can that's very apparent. But I, I, I just we just wolf everything down. Every it's it's. There's no like enjoyment of the food. A, I, I don't know if I, I would eat quite as much if I've just learned to eat slower. This is a commonality we have in hand. We okay. have as well. I inhale the shit out of food. Yeah. Here's how much I inhale food. I had a problem on the East Coast that I no longer have on the West Coast. And the reason I no longer have this problem is because well, the West Coast is amazing for so many different things. One thing it is terrible for is sandwiches and hoagies. Just doesn't have them. It's like huh. Jersey Mike's, maybe a Subway, but their bread quality is not as good as the East Coast. They just don't do it well. And when I say hoagie, I mean subs to everybody who doesn't know what a hoagie is. Who uh, doesn't know what a hoagie is? Hoagie is like a Northeast thing, like a Philadelphia thing. People don't know what a hoagie is. Do they call them grinders? They call them subs, like, like a submarine. Right. Like yeah, the I know what a sub is, yeah. Yeah, so it's the same thing. Uh, also, another fun fact, uh, nobody knows what rainbow jimmies are. And if you don't know what they are, it is very, very concerning as to why I want to put him all over my ice cream. At one time, <laughs> what that was like, you know what I could really go for right now? I could go for like a vanilla custard with a bunch of rainbow jimmies. And they're like, hey, Jared, who the fuck is Jimmy? Why is he all rainbow? And I was like, sprinkles, rainbow sprinkles. That's right. You call them different things here. Gotcha. Yeah. I, is, so is, is, is Jimmy's a, a regional thing? In Philly Jimmy's or? is regional as well. Jimmy's, okay. hoagies, and pop are big regional pop, things. Pop, yeah. I know. I never did the pop thing. but So anyway, the reason why... I don't suffer from the problem on the West Coast is because they don't have bread. Now, I don't know if you're like me. I thought I, I used to think that I loved eating. And I recently discovered that that's not true. Because okay. eating is an entire process. Eating goes from figuring it out a way to transfer the food from wherever it is into your mouth, taking that first initial bite and chewing it. Mm -hmm. And continuing to chew it so that it reaches a reasonable consistency so that you can swallow it and then swallowing the food. And I've learned that I only like one of the steps that I just said, and that is the first bite that enters my mouth. That's all I give a shit about. Yeah. yeah. I don't even care about the swallowing because what will happen is I will take that first bite, 
bite a little bit and then take another bite before I have finished chewing and swallowing that one. And then and then the the, the second bite just kind of like helps the first bite down by just jamming it through. Right. Or I get so anxious that I won't have enough in that first bite and I will overbite the food and just kind of munch through it, which consistently. And when I say consistently, I mean, if there is like a hoagie, a sandwich, something densely breaded, I will say on average, every meal, every meal I have ever attempted to eat in that fashion, I have almost suffocated to death. (laughs) <laughs> because I've attempted to swallow this food and it would get lodged in my throat. And I'm, I, I'm sure there are family members of mine that are aware of this, but there are many people that are unaware that they have almost seen me suffocate to death in front of them. It has gotten so bad that it, like only once or twice in my life have I not been able to like gulp water to force everything down. Because you know the way a clogged toilet works. When the toilet is clogged, just shove more water down there because that's how you unclog it. Man, and it, it just came full circle, didn't it? Right. Wow. We managed to do that callback. But like, no, I have straight up almost suffocated so many more times than an adult human being should. And I'm not talking when I was young. I'm talking easily every time I have had an overly thick breaded meal from 15 to three years ago. And only because I live out here. I don't eat. And, but- and, and, and so you're saying because you live in California and they are so carb averse. I don't have access that- to it. There's just not enough bread out there. I thought sourdough bread was very big in like San Francisco. Maybe, but I don't live in San Francisco and that's like eight hours north of me. But also if you're eating sourdough bread, you're breaking pieces of bread off. Like I'm capable of breaking off and dipping into olive oil. What is difficult for me is a double layered bread where I'm massively taking a bite of this, chew it a couple of times and then lose the initial like stimulating flavor right? Where it begins to mesh into, I one time read a a study that you have to chew something. Is it 17 times before 23 times before you swallow? It's something like that. Yeah. It's something in the, in the high teens, low twenties. And I was like, okay, let's just round it off to 20. I was like, you have to chew this 20 times before I swallow it. I'm going to like, that's like homework. Yeah. I I, I can't do that. It's like, that's, that's forever, man. I'm just going to take this sandwich into the bathroom with me and chew it on the toilet because otherwise I'm not going to have any free time tonight. Like it is so absurd how many times I have almost died from eating sandwiches because of this reason. And, and now I realized that it was a problem when I moved out to California, I was like, it's been a while since I've almost choked to death during a meal. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I remember going back east when I first moved out here and getting like a hoagie or something and being like, or a cheesesteak. Oh my God, I, sure, could, yeah. I could fucking die on a cheesesteak. Like no questions asked. And I was like, you should become consciously aware of this. And even consciously aware of it, it took me a couple of years to like recalibrate. So like, what was it? Oh no, I, I, I almost did it recently at uh, my brother's wedding because we got Wawa soft pretzels. Wawa is also something people don't know what it is out here. They have no idea what a Wawa is. They're like, a Wawa? What's that? I'm like, oh, Well, right, a- but, but we don't have In-N-Out. Right, right, right. So I tell people on the West Coast that Wawa is a chain of high-end fancy strip clubs. And then I, <laughs> and then I tell people on the East Coast that In-N-Out is a chain of fancy high-end strip clubs. It's really fun the way both of those work that way. Sure. Uh, but no, I, I almost choked. I, I, was, I felt myself doing it, and I was like, Jared, you're almost 40, man. Like, learn to chew and eat food. This is like the basic function of human life. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right uh, there with you. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, I, I'm glad we've gotten 
like the basic needs, the basic functions out of the way. Right. Uh, we've we've, t- we've taken care of <laughs> eating and eliminating food. Well, the the alpha and omega of the of the <laughs> the body fueling process. Right. Sure. Oh my god! But yeah, no, I I I'll go hard on a buffet too. I'll I like. Like you put me in, I can't do a buffet, man. Cause like I turn into Joey from friends where they're like, are you going to eat all of that? And it's like, pull up a chair. You're about to see something very impressive. Yep. Cause I can eat, I can legitimately eat until the food feels like it's like right at the top part of your throat. You know, where you're just like continuously like eating and you're like, I'm not hungry anymore. My stomach is full. I'm right at the apex of the throat and I'm still putting food down my gullet. But can you still do that? Yeah. Based, based on your recent life health journey that you've, that you've embarked on. So one of the things about diets and cleanses that I do is I always like cleanses where I'm still allowed to have as much of something as I'd like. Ah. <laughs> you know, like you can have as much lettuce as you'd like. And I was like, well, we're going to salt and pepper this lettuce and eat a couple heads of this. <laughs> like, we're going to see how much I like lettuce. Everything bagel seasoning on lettuce. This is a new one. Um, and given that there are certain uh, recreational stimulants that are legal out in my part of the world, that's just like dosing for overeating. Like if you're smoking weed and, and eating, it's almost not even a competition at that point. Is that a recreate? Is that a, is that considered a stimulant for eating? It is. I get terrible. (laughs) I get terrible munchies when I smoke weed and I I don't smoke nearly as much as I used to, but like there are legitimate times where I want to sleep or I'm, 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 it's the weekend, whatever I'm, I'm, I smoked and I will get like, I I'm somebody who's very disciplined and has a lot of self-control and Julie will come down the next morning and look in the sink and she'll find like five ramekins, like little sauce dishes in the uh-huh. sink. And she's like, what did you do at what time last night? And I was like, well, I went to bed around 12, took a little hour and a half nap, woke up at 1.30, was starving, didn't want to eat any of the animals that were laying in bed with us, <laughs> went downstairs air fried an entire bag of sweet potato fries and made seven dipping sauces for it. Oh, isn't that nice? Which by the way, I'm exceptional at. I'm exceptional at making dipping sauces out of the random condiments that one finds in the refrigerator. Okay. How many different condiments do you have in your refrigerator that you can make seven different sauces? I have an Asian girlfriend. Oh, right. Whatever you think you have in your refrigerator, multiply that by four because there's shit you haven't even heard of in there, which is magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. By the way, I will now go on record and say that sesame is a superior flavor to peanut butter. They're (laughs) almost indistinguishable, but it's so much lighter and creamier. Um, Tahini is a lot, it's a lot lighter than peanut butter. Yet. Yeah. But like at the, at, at a certain point, you're just mixing different flavor profiles, right? So you're taking that Sriracha bottle, right? You're mixing that with some sour cream, right? To get your creamy dip, but you're also mixing, mixing that Sriracha with some honey to get a little sweet and spicy there. So uh-huh. it's much like the shower situation. It's very easy to take yourself from three to seven, given enough resources. It's really a testament to how many different ways you've applied your obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah, right? So functional with it. 
So you're, so, you're so productive. My therapist told me this week that she's very impressed how much I have naturally developed to counteract all of the things that are wrong with me. She's like, <laughs> she's assigned me workbooks that I've read over and I was like, I feel like I do this already. She's like, yeah, you're right. You do do this already. It's very odd. <laughs> I was like, people don't know how messed up I am. Clearly I'm doing something right. Right. Sure. Yeah. You, find, you found a way to, to effectively mask yeah. all of your, uh, all of your different, uh, yeah. And if anybody, oh. if I ever step out of line and people think that I'm a nut job, I go, no, 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 that's not me. That's the other Jared Stern. There's another Jared Stern <laughs> right. in Washington, D.C. Hey, by the way, speaking of uh, the uh, the other other Jared Stern. Yeah, how's uh, our Jared Stern hunt going on? Uh, the international Jared Stern hunt has stalled. Uh, I'm still waiting on responses from the one from South Africa and the one South from Africa. Australia. However, some news on the ultimate Jared Stern. The Jared Stern. The Jared, Jared Stern crime. I, I saw something come through on, uh, on on the Twitter that there is a DC Super Pets video game. Ooh, that is cool. co- coming out soon. I, I I don't know if he would have had anything to do with it, but it's I mean it's it's like the animated movie's going to be, and it's Crypto and Ace, who I believe again is Batman's dog. Yes. And they team up to save the day. That's very game. cool. But uh, but yeah, so but I I don't know what kind of involvement he would have had in the in the game because he's just a, he's directing yeah. a movie or has Maybe he gets like an movie. associate producer credit or something like that. Well, what I was saying, what I was thinking was maybe this would be an excuse to get him back on the show. Ooh, to talk about the uh, video game. Talk about the video game and uh, any other develop because remember all that news broke. Yeah. After we had him on on the show, like he swore us to secrecy, and we on a kept it. Of things, and we did. We, we, we kept we that kept secret. It. But I think now we might want to bring him back on so we can talk with him about those things. Also, I think we need to kind of prime the pump for whatever Jared Stern, Jared Stern, and Jared Stern screenplay ideas. That's right. Uh, that we need to start batting around. I think your instincts are correct. We got to get him back on. And I still think that the best script that we can come up with is Fairy God Daddy, because the people have spoken. <laughs> the people have spoken, and this episode is just climbing to the goddamn top. Yeah, it's it's almost at the top. And again, I I I don't like talking about the metrics because we're the yeah. only ones who can look at them. But thank you, guys. Uh, something is resonating with you uh, when it comes to that particular episode it has climbed to over 100 plays listens and we're we're on the cusp of uh, 2000 overall plays for this podcast uh, which like i've said before ain't shit when it comes to your average uh average podcast but we're only 35 episodes in we're still very new and we're a couple of goddamn nobodies nobody nobody knows us absolutely nobody nobody. knows nobody nobody knows like any idea who we are sure outside of our immediate families yeah uh, most people don't know who we are outside of a couple people in scotland uh (laughs) again just uh as much thanks as we can possibly pour in your direction thank you very much for putting your ears uh between two sterns we uh we very much appreciate it we Um, very much do yeah uh, also, uh, another piece of news um, that I'm going to find out tomorrow, 
I was in the running and by in the running, I mean, I nominated myself for it <sighs> for a best performance artist in DC. Yeah. That the results of that comes out tomorrow. Really? Yeah. So I get to find out if I have that particular accolade that I can parlay into God knows what, but it means ultimately nothing, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's much, it, no. <clears throat> much like we like to just jam sandwiches down our throat. I like to take <laughs> accolades and just feed the ego, just, just dump as much sustenance as I, as I can into my ego's uh, gullet so that it can spend an hour and a half on the toilet <laughs> trying to shit out as much praise as it can handle. You know, that like <clears throat> trend that's going around the internet where like people will show a picture of like, I don't know, uh, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage, and then the 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 meme will be like, or I'm gonna oh, tell yeah. my kids that this is Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, right? Uh-huh. That type of thing. That's how I feel about all of your accolades and the other Jared Stern's acc- accolades. Like, I'm just gonna tell my kids that I did all of the things <laughs> that you guys did, assuming I have kids and I don't already have kids. Right. I'm just gonna like if like I'm just gonna take credit for all of it. Like, it's just. I mean, it checks out, right? Yeah. I mean, unless, unless the guy from uh, from South Africa and uh, and Australia have already <laughs> found some way to to take credit for everything we've done. You know what? You know what? A uh, phrase I never fully got was the if you if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day. But if you mm-hmm. teach a man a fish, he'll he'll eat for a lifetime. Right. Who's living off of one fish a day? Like that's barely your caloric intake for what? Like, how big is this goddamn fish that this guy is living off of? Well, like, if you if you, if you teach man fish, you can get multiple fish each day if you like. Right, but at this point, he's eating for an entire day based off of being given one fish. From my logic of this, like an like this um, parable, it's like he's already living on one fish a day. If somebody gave me um, the enough food, just gave it to me that I was able to survive off of that food for one day. What incentive do I have to that? Like it should be give a man a fish. He'll eat for a meal, but will be very hungry for the rest of the day and very uncomfortable. But if you teach a man to fish, he can eat for a lifetime. Now there are steaks applied to this thing. But at this point, this guy's eating, he's eating fine. He's getting a giant fish every day. A buddy of mine from back in the, uh, back in my open mic days had a great third part to that that parable am i am i ripping somebody off right now because i'm just talking this is just off the top of my head no no, okay this is this is this guy he's got a very dark sense of humor gotcha so give a man a fish he'll eat for a day teach a man to fish he'll eat for a lifetime kill that man (laughs) cut him into pieces you've got bait Now he's not just a friend, he's your chum. <laughs> Credit to Basil White for that. That's a good like pun, like right on the landing. Cause it you it still would have worked without the fourth part, but the fourth part is just like a it's like a nice little cherry on top. So the the international hunt for, for other Jared Stearns, uh as of right now, we don't have anything new to report. Although I can, as um, as we're talking about metrics and uh, different facts about the podcast, welcome Japan. Ah, I, it, was it Nihao? 
No, uh, Ni Hao is uh, Chinese. Oh, sorry. Like Mandarin. Uh, I'm, I'm, okay. fluent in, I'm fluent in Mandarin at this point. What is? Xie Xie. <laughs> what's, what's Japanese? I know Sayonara. What is, is, is Konnichiwa? Konnichi Konnichiwa, Japan. I minored in Japanese. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I just know whatever I learned at the Japanese steakhouse. Kimchi. Korean, but you're doing so good. God damn it. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm awful at this. I really am. I'm impressed with myself that I know like the breakdown of all these cultures at this point. Anyway, so one person has listened to us. Maybe maybe they listened to the Fairy God Daddy episode maybe. in Japan. Yeah. The reach of this podcast touches all four corners of the globe. Yeah. Not a bad reach for two guys who are like five foot ten. No, you're taller than that. How tall I'm five twelve. You're six foot? I'm 5'12", like 5'11 and a half. <laughs> I used to lie and say that I was five. Or no, I didn't lie. I used to be 5'8". I was like 5'8 and three quarters. And part of the reason that I was so unsuccessful on dating apps for so long was because I put my height as the truth. I was 5'8". <laughs> and then somebody was like, you got to lie and put your height as 5'9". And then I went to the doctor and found out I am 5'9". I, I grew or corrected my posture. And literally for like two or three sets i just started saying this when i went up on stage like the first thing i said i got up there and i was like hey everybody no big deal but uh apparently i grew in my 30s and uh, i'm no longer five eight and three quarters i'm five nine no big deal thank you very much i feel like your use of hair product and the and the the <clears throat> swoop the yep. swoop that you give yourself in the little in the front there you can vary you can alter your height by by a good half inch people think inch. i'm People oftentimes think I'm 5'10". I very consistently get told I'm 5'10". And I very consistently do not correct people. If somebody tells me that they believe something about me and it makes me better, I'm very hesitant to correct them. Like when they're like, wow, Jared, you're really smart. You must have been done really good in college. And I was like, mm hmm. I was there for a long time. Wow, you must have done, did really well in high school. Yeah, I certainly didn't almost not graduate. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Certainly not. Nope. Jerry, you, God, you, what was your degree? And your degree must have been in marketing or advertising. Certainly wasn't a BFA in theater arts. <laughs> who would have, who would have done that from a theater conservatory? Sorry, Dad. Who would have done that? <laughs> but like, yeah. We managed to find a lot in this episode for an episode that we really didn't have much going into. You know, I was worried. I was worried that we were we weren't going to have a whole lot of whole lot of content, and then you decided to uh, shit out a bunch. <laughs> I could literally record one of these podcasts from the toilet, okay. end it with you, and still stay there for another 20, 25 minutes. <laughs> be like, can you upload this to the Google Drive? I'll be like, as soon as I'm off the toilet, man. As soon as I'm off the toilet. Hey, I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to derail what what's what's possibly going to be our out. Sure. But uh, how is your how, how have your comedy endeavors been going recently? I know you've been you've been yeah out, I, out out and about on a more regular basis. I did a set like a week or two ago that was just it was like it was just so bad. Like the the and and again, I I I usually do not blame the crowd. I, I really do not like blaming the crowd, but like. Very few people in this crowd were there to laugh. And like, it, it was tough. Not a single comedian did well up on stage, not one. But I will say that on average, I tend to not like bomb very often. Like I tend to really not perform for silence very often. And I did this time. And 
it was the healthiest I've ever responded to it. I was actually really proud of myself for the way I handled the situation and like felt good about myself. Like I went up there, really didn't get much reactions out of the crowd. I did my best. You know what I mean? I left, I didn't attack them. I didn't insult uh -huh. them. I didn't make it their fault. I walked off stage and I was like, nah, sometimes shit happens. Yeah. You know, sometimes it just doesn't land. This is a marathon. It is not a sprint. Oh, I have learned that in my almost goddamn 20 years of doing it, that there's always another show. And if one show is shit, then the next one maybe won't be. And maybe you won't, maybe you'll have two great shows in a row. Yeah. But some, but there's always a shit show around the corner. A shit show yeah. right there. We, we, I mean, we're just, we're just milking that, this. We're just milking this intro for all it's worth at this that point. That is, I, I guess, uh, I guess that's the title of, of this particular episode. <laughs> shit show. Shit show. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns. Please leave us a five-star review, even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show? Or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com. Hey, everybody.